for the last couple of years, that has been like at the forefront of my mind because it's like, what is my job and what is God's job? Because like, I actually know there isn't many times in life that I haven't done my job. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Amplified. Today I sit down with my friend Christina LaCure who is a former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach motivational speaker, and host of Decide It's Your Turn, the podcast. Through one-on-one coaching, mastermind programs, retreats, and Decide It's Your Turn, the network, Christina helps you shatter limiting beliefs, become more confident, and holds you accountable to creating and executing your most purposeful and profitable life. This is such a great conversation. You guys, Christina is a woman who is so, so aligned and who I I resonate with so much in that she is showing up boldly, unapologetically owning who she is, owning what matters to her and truly living in her purpose and like giving no fucks along the way. And just having such a, oh, she just lives such an awesome life as well. And this is a very powerful, full beautiful conversation that I am so excited for you to hear. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today, I'm sitting down with my girl, Christina LaCure, and we are going to talk about so many juicy things. I am so, so excited that you are here. Thank you for joining us. Ah, I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be so fun. We were jamming off mic, so I can't wait to jam. On. I know, I know. I'm like, we should, we should get this conversation started because we're just going right we're in. We're just going all the things really fast. Uh, yeah. All right. We start every episode with some rapid fire. Are you ready? Woo-woo. I am ready. Let's do All right, it. let's do it. What is something that you're grateful for right now? Oh gosh, my beautiful home, the awesome hot weather. I am a hot weather freak. And that this is my last call out of eight calls that I've had today. And I'm going to get a facial this afternoon. Ooh, nice. That is on my list for sometime soon, a a facial, sometime in the next couple of weeks. Um, What is a guilty pleasure of yours, whether you feel guilt around it or not? Um, I probably don't eat very well. I don't really feel bad about it, but like I am a sweets person. People mm. tell you that it's going to kill you, which it probably will, but I'm totally good with it. I love sweets. Yeah. <laughs> life is, life is going to kill us. Right. Exactly. <laughs> What's a random fact that most people don't know about you? Mm, that I absolutely, uh, care so, so deeply about what I do, but it's also like the probably the best thing about me and the worst thing about me because it actually harms me in so many ways because um I care so much that like sometimes I just like over care and I want to help every single person and then I kind of like sometimes don't take as good of care of myself as I probably could even yeah. though I help everyone else do the exact same thing yes yes I get it. I completely understand that one. And, and I took a note just now, cause we'll, let's talk about that one a little bit more. Um, if you weren't doing what you do now, which as we know, as entrepreneurs, we get to create our own reality and do whatever the hell we want. But if you couldn't do this, what kind of job or career do you think you would have, whether it's even something that exists or not? 
Yeah, well, it probably exists. I would probably, I think that I would probably help my husband in some regard. My husband and I have talked all the time about like what we can do together because um, he's very much into real estate and development. Mm -hmm. And I think that like I could enjoy some of that, even though I don't really like houses and stuff. I love the business side of it. So I probably would do something with him. Okay. I love that. Any weird talents or special skills? Mm, I'm like super double. I, I could show you. I'm like super double jointed in certain areas. Like I can pop my elbow at a socket. I can pop my knee at a socket. Yeah. Wait, I can do that with my elbows too, where it looks like they're yeah, like, like inside I can out. My, yes. I can move my, <laughs> um, I can move my knee, like off my kneecap. Like I can move the kneecap off my knee. It's really random. Yes. yes. <laughs> what did you want to be when you were little? A chef when I was really, really oh. little. Which is like so funny because now like my lunches consist of anything that can be either microwaved or put in like the air fryer. (laughs) Um, When is the last time that you cried? Uh, Yesterday. That was the same answer with our earlier guests as well. And and honestly, like when I ask that question, usually to all my female guests, it's like this morning. Yesterday, yeah, like yesterday. same, same. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time that you laughed so hard you almost peed your pants? Oh my God. I do that all the time. Uh, yeah. I had friends over at the house uh, this past weekend, but I, for me, it's definitely on the golf course when I play with like my old men friends and just the bullshit that comes out of everyone's mouth. It makes me laugh so hard. I want to cry. Cause I'm just like, I love it. Got to be the best day ever. Yeah. I love it. What is your favorite meal? Um, this is so hilarious. So I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro a couple of years ago with a big team Mm -hmm. of people. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. But one of the questions we all, like you have a ton of time in 11 days all together, you have a ton of time to talk on the mountain and we all did this. And mine was the most randomest meal on the planet. And, but I actually remember it all, which is so crazy. So it was pre pandemic, but I love whole foods, turkey meatloaf. So that would be part of it. I would have some sort of yogurt and granola, which I eat pretty much every single morning. And that makes me so happy. And then I would also have, um, Mastro's warm butter cake. Oh, this is very intentional. Very detailed. Yes. yes, We we went into this on the mountain. Like one of the other girls, she said like a charcuterie board and wine. Mine doesn't even involve alcohol. Those are the three main things, which is. I love it. I love it. You know what you want. (laughs) What is. Where's the next place that you want to travel to? Mm, I really want to go to Spain, but it kind of depends on like their lockdown yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, Greece apparently has a less lockdown situation. So I probably okay. want to go there. Um, Nathan and I travel all the time or we used mm-hmm. to pre pandemic. So anywhere, anywhere and anywhere that, you know, someone, someone said Budapest the other day, which I'd never even yeah. heard of. Um, Nathan really wants to go to Dubai. So there's so many, I could go on. Okay. I love it. So now we'll shift into some of the, the bigger questions, if you will, out of rapid fire, would you tell us your story and like how you got to be doing what you do now? Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of told the story numerous times, but I'm a former professional golfer and how I kind of started playing golf. I was really um, old to kind of start. I started playing golf when I was 18. And um, I always say that two things happened to me when I was 18. One, I got really good at golf and I got good looking and people (laughs) laugh about that, but that was kind of like the beginning of this journey that got me here today. It was like, you know, when I was 18, like those two things happened. And for the first time in my life, I was really, really, I got a ton of attention, like a ton of external validation. Like you're so pretty, you're so good. Your life's amazing. You're so talented, all the things. And for about 10 years, I was on this external validation train of Mm -hmm. like, wow, how do I get more of that? That feels pretty good. Right. And so you get skinnier, you get the next job, you do all the things that kind of make you get that hit of, at a girl is what I called it. And, you know, I had a 10 year career within college and then playing professional golf and hosting corporate and charity golf events. And 
a lot of it was really good, but inside I was a really, truly a hot mess. And when I got to about 27, 28 years old, I just decided that like so many other people on the planet had way less than I did. And yet they were way happier than I was. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of just got to this like rock bottom moment, um, you know, had an eating disorder, didn't like my life, didn't know where things were going, was not happy in any regard. And I wanted to change it. So I really dove into self-development and that was, you know, 10, 11 years ago. Um, and over the last 10 or 11 years, I've really worked on myself and I've worked with numerous other people and helping them live, live in their most purposeful, confident life. And, you know, if that's in a business or relationships or all the things, I, I just personally believe that confidence is the key to everything. And if you don't really like yourself and you're not confident in who you are, it's going to be really hard to thrive in life and business. So that's kind of what I do and how I serve people. Yes. And one of the things that I really, really love about you and how you show up and, and because this is like so much of what matters to me too, is showing up like super raw, authentic, and like with like a, I think also in a way that can sometimes be intimidating, right? Like no bullshit direct, like you don't care about swearing or triggering people like all that. And I love that. And that's one of the things. Yeah. When you get more confident and aligned in yourself, like it's so much easier to show up in your fullness and like give less fucks. Right. And I would love to dig a little bit into, you talked about this you were in stuck in needing external validation, right. In this like people pleasing, like needing to look good, like worth very much being attached to all those external things and all the doing things like, and you, you know, me enough to know that I definitely like former overachiever, perfectionist, workaholic control freak type. So I see you, um, (laughs) what for you really helped you like shift out of that, right? Like to own your worth, like just in how you be. Yeah, absolutely. So it's my social media handle is B Christina, B E C H R I S T I N A. And that changed like four years ago when I, four or five years ago, when I, before that it was golf Christina, cause my whole entire identity and worth was you know, attached to being a golfer and that's what I did. Right. And I never came from a, a a religious faithful background at all, but I got to a point where it was kind of like the low of the low moments where I needed to figure out how to detach myself from the doing and more of the being. And once I realized like, you know, I don't care for you, if it's God source universe, whatever, but for me, I needed something outside of myself. And the more that I came into my faith, the more that I realized like, Oh fuck, you're born worthy. Like you don't, you, it's not earned. Like it is not earned. And like, for me, it was always like this next thing will make me happy. AKA loved AKA worthy. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that for so many people, you know, men, a lot of times it comes from money women. A lot of times it comes from looks or how their kids are, or, you know, relationship or all the things. And like, for me, it was just like, I just needed to understand that like, my life and my worth was not because I played golf. And I watched so many people for such a long period of time attach who they are to what they did instead of knowing whose they are. And like the minute I kind of understood that I was born worthy, like there's not a, like, a pound I could reach a dollar amount I could hit, you know, all of all of the things that we think matter so much, the minute I realized that I was like, okay, cool. So everything else is gravy, right? Like, so if I can just be me and some days that is golf, Christina, some days that's wife, Christina, some days that's, you know, sitting on my ass and doing nothing, Christina, some days that's coach Christina, but like, I am worthy in all of those things. And don't get me wrong. It's not, you know, we all get caught up into our old habits. I am far from perfect, Mm -hmm. but it's been a journey for me to understand that like, making a million dollars, guess what? It doesn't make you any better or worse or all the things like weighing 150 pounds or 120 pounds doesn't make you better or worse or all the things. And so for me, it's just really falling into the being instead of the doing. And Mm. it's funny, most people don't know, but my LLC, my business is just BLLC because I really wanted to like tie into the fact that like being is my number one. 
Yes. Yes. I know. I, I talk about be, do, have all the time. And I, like I I've showed, and for those who aren't, aren't watching this on video, but I got the word be tattooed on my wrist like oh, a year ago no at this point. Yeah. 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 Cause I'm like, yes, reminder, get out of the, all the, yes. all the time. Do you find yourself when you are like, do you find yourself uh, like reverting back to like the overdoing ever, or like when you're under stress or stuff like that? Yeah, I think so. But I have a tendency to catch myself really quickly because one thing that I like really help clients with, and I think is really helpful for every single person to know is like, what matters most to you? Like, what does success look like to you? And when I get caught up in like, is it about money? Is it about amount of clients? Is it about, you know, like how I look and all of those things? I really know like rooted within my core now, like what actually does matter to me and what is actually success. Like I know that. And like, I know the order that comes, I know that priority that that comes. And so when I do fall into those, like ugh, those moments, right. I can quickly get out of them usually by like doing a couple of things, but also like knowing like, okay, cool. You're stressed out about this, but like, where does this fall in your list of priorities? And does this actually mean that you're successful? And does this actually give you the happiness that you really are why you're actually doing it? Right. And so Mm -hmm. for me, it's just like coming back and knowing like, what does success mean to me? Like I am the first person to say it is not about hitting a numerical value. It is no longer about hitting a, you know, a weight goal. It is no longer about a achieving whatever everyone else calls success, because I am so crystal clear on what my success is, that it's easier for me to get out of those. Like yeah. what, then what, how would you define success for yourself? Yeah, for sure. So number one, like my faith, like I have to stay in that. I have to know, I have to trust. I have to like always like, you know, something that has helped me is like, what's my job? What's God's job? Like knowing that everything's happening for a reason, even when you're hitting the fan, even when it's hard, even when you don't understand, like for me, like that faith part is really, really helpful for me. It's God. But like I said, like I didn't come from that. So I had to kind of come into like, I always say like, you know, the easy way to God, like the like little like kid version. Like I started listening to like Joel Olstein and like Joyce Myers and like all like yeah. that the intro to God type of stuff. And for me now, like I am not, um, you know, I'm not a person who's in church when the doors are open all the time. I'm not a person who has to listen to a sermon every Sunday and feel like I am this faithful person. Like for me, God, church, universe, all of it is like around me 24 hours a day, seven Mm -hmm. days a week. Like I can have a relationship with God, like here at this desk and like I should and I can yell at him and you know for me there's not and I can say God and fuck in the same sentence and that's <laughs> what I'm still as worthy as the person yes. all the days yeah it's all the things right um but for me like faith definitely for sure my husband my my marriage is so freaking important to me you know um my husband and I've been together a really long time like 17 18 wow. years now Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I will say that like, you know, on my podcast, Decide It's Your Turn, he's been on there a few times and we've talked about how like we definitely had a dip at about seven years in where we really had to go to therapy and we've talked about it and we've been very open about the fact that we put a lot of work into it. I will say, however, I I do feel like I have a really special person in the fact that when I like when we met, I was probably lower than low and he stuck with me through that. And then when I started to grow, he didn't revert. He was like, Oh, cool. Well, she's going to outgrow me if I don't fucking do some work. And he's the first person to say that he's like, you know, she never forced anything on me, but I also knew that like, if I wanted to quote unquote, keep up, I was going to have to do my fucking part. And he did. And now we're like, we kind of, you know, sometimes he's a step ahead and sometimes I'm a step ahead, but we both know that we're going to keep showing up to keep improving on each other. And we know what's important to us. Like, and honestly, like my marriage, like it's literally the greatest thing. But then after that comes like my job. Um, I'm obsessed with what I get to do. I love it. And then family, friends, and anything that's just fun, like free time. Like I take time over money every single day, but time does, money does create time. I will admit that. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love every single thing that you said. I love that. I, so what would you, I, and I like have many more questions now just yeah. based off of that, but I would love to know, like, cause with what you do in your business, like, what would you say that your superpower 
is and like your purpose in the work that you do, like here on this planet, you know, human chill connection. question, human connection. human connection. There's no, there's yeah. no doubt about it. I was really good at that. Even when I was on the golf course, you know, I, so for those who don't know, I, you know, I played professional golf mm-hmm. and then I did some television and things like that. And I was like an average golfer at best. Like I really was like average, like for people who were actually for a good pro. at it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Compared to like normal humans, I'm really fucking good, but like, and like I'm, I'm going to be very honest. I'm like, yeah, I can pretty much kick everyone's ass. However, like when at, at the top level, like I was below average. Right. But the thing that I was really good at was like connecting with other human beings. And I looked pretty decent at the, at the time as well. And so that was helpful to get my foot in the door. I'm not going to pretend like that that's not a fucking thing. It is, but, but what kept me in there is the fact that I, I really connected with humans. It didn't matter. Like I had clients who are billionaires and I had clients who were like the normal, like Seven Eleven worker, like it's both. And I, I could make a human connection with anyone because I actually give a shit about other humans. And so for me, that was just like a, an easy transition into this job too, because like one of the reasons why I think I've had so much success is because like, I actually connect and actually care and actually want my people to succeed. And so for me, I think it's just the, the beauty of, you know, human connection and, and really caring about people. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. And, and actually that leads into the, like, over caring and like, like over serving, right. And putting others ahead of yourself when it comes to work, which I, I definitely used to do that as well. And I know it's such a natural inclination. How, how do you navigate that now? Cause it sounds like that's something that still kind of challenges you like the boundaries there. Right. Yeah, and, totally. and even dare I say like some of the worth getting attached to that. Right. Totally. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just want to help so often. I just want to like be there for all the things and help every person in every way and give and share and do. But, you know, something that helped me that my coach said to me one time, and she's not even like a spiritual person, really. She said, but she knew I was. And she said, you know, like, what's your job and what's God's job? And I have kept that like literally for the last, oh, for the last couple of years, that has been like at the forefront of my mind because it's like, what is my job and what is God's job? Because like, Mm -hmm. I actually know there isn't many times in life that I haven't done my job. I've, I have been the bust my ass person my whole entire life. Like Mm -hmm. how I got into golf is because like, I fucking practice harder than most people. It wasn't because I was good. Like, how did I get a 4.0 in college? Because I worked harder than most people. Like I still do that. Like I'm still like a workhorse for sure. But I also now understand that like, I'm always going to do my job. So I am going to let God do his job. And then when it comes to clients and stuff like that, or, you know, launches or whatever it is, it's like, no, I do my job. God's going to do his job. And like, I can't do everyone else's fucking job too. They've got to do their own job. And I'm good with knowing that like, I'll always do my job. Yeah. I love that. I love that. What, what helps you to surrender and trust just that underlying faith that I have, like I have to, right? Like I know what's happening for a purpose and a reason, even if I don't understand it, even if I'm like, gosh, this has got to be like a mix up. Someone's got like, this has got to not be the right thing. But then also too, knowing that there really is no mix up and knowing that like what is intended for me is really will come to me. Like I yes. actually don't have to worry about that because like, if I think I want something so, so bad, I, I actually truly do believe it's probably not for me, even though I can't figure out any of the reason why it wouldn't be for me, but like, I just have to trust. And I do, I, you know, as the more that I've come into my faith, the more that I actually feel like it's probably really hard to exist in this world right now without Mm -hmm. some sort of faith, because we live in a really crazy ass world. And even outside of that, it's got to be really, really hard to always be trying to do everything yourself in the way in which you think it's best to go. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think we're seeing that too. Like I, I completely agree with you. And I think we're seeing it a lot in people attaching themselves to every single possible cause or thing to be an activist about, right? Like every single thing it's because people are looking for connection, meaning purpose. Right. And, uh, yeah, like, and I agree, we are living in a wild, wild time. So with that, like what for you have been some of the biggest lessons in like the whole, 
what do we even call it? I don't know. The tw- 2020 Crazy. and beyond. Yeah, the craziness of it all. You know, I think in the beginning of the pandemic, when the world kind of really started to like shift in all of the crazy ways, I think in the beginning, I have, what I know about myself is I've always been very strong in my beliefs, like very strong in my beliefs, whether I believe it's right, wrong, or indifferent, like I'm very strong in my belief. My husband has helped me see that there is a gray and I think the thing for me that I have learned to during a lot of mindset work is the fact that like, I can have compassion for someone. Like I, I literally almost feel bad for people now when I look at a certain situation, because I actually don't believe a lot of people even understand that they have the ability to create their lives with their minds and they have the ability to do that. So I actually have a lot more compassion, but I think like one of the things like in the beginning, when everyone was getting on board with all of the different causes and situations and this, that, and the other, you know, I will admit for the first couple months, I was like, what do I believe? What do I don't believe? All the things. And then Mm -hmm. it was just like this one epiphany moment that I was like, no, I know exactly my fucking purpose on the planet and it isn't to be an activist for any of that other shit. doesn't mean that I don't care, but that's not my fucking job. I know my job. My job is to help other people live purposefully in their confidence and in their, like in their God-given purpose. I know what my fucking job is. I'm crystal fucking clear there. So I don't have to be a part of every other thing that's fucking going on. You know, like it doesn't mean that I don't care, but I sure as fuck don't have to be a part of it. Like, I just don't. I know my job. You can do whatever you want to do. But like once you're really kind of connected to like what's your job, you don't have to worry about all the other jobs because, you know, it's not your job. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And and people are almost like it's it's so interesting to observe the world with like a, a layer of detachment. Right. Because we are it, it's it's like this all these causes that are popping up and it's almost turning into not almost like it's turning into some bullying. Like, Oh, if you don't get behind this thing this month and this thing that month and this thing right now, and this isn't in your Instagram bio. And it on this day, you didn't post about that. Like you are terrible when it's like, wait, isn't your whole message around tolerance and acceptance? Like for all of these, I'm not even talking about one specific issue. And then it's like, oh, how tolerant of bullying everybody to make sure they (laughs) say the exact, you know, like, it's just really interesting to, to witness the world in this like detached way with everything that's going on. And, and with this too, like you have been, which I admire and appreciate, like pretty outspoken about how you feel about things that are going on. Um, how do you deal with like people just trash talking? Yeah. And like how, I, I, I don't even want to ask you like, oh, how do you feel confident sharing that? Because it's not like it's that's who you are. But like, how do you deal with people who might like like the haters and trolls and shit? You know, it's interesting. I was at a conference a few weeks ago. It was a, um, a women's conference and it was it was so interesting. This woman, she's actually going to be on my podcast. Her name is Tommy Larn. And she's oh, on- yeah. Yeah. So yeah, damn girl. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, she was speaking and something that she said, um, was like so powerful. And I was like, yes, that's a hundred percent. it. And that's the reason why I can speak because I actually like, don't like, I literally do not care what anyone thinks. Like I literally don't. I'm like, you can think what you think. I'll think what I think. The only thing I care about is freedom. Like you have the freedom to like literally hate my guts and totally disagree with me. And guess what? I have the freedom to be the exact opposite, like freedom. I think it's the greatest thing on the planet. Such a, such a proud American, all the things, but all that to be said is she said something along the lines of, and I think it was Tommy that said it, know what you believe and why you believe it. Mm. And I think that that is exactly me. It's like, I know what I believe and I know why I believe it. And if I have those two things, it doesn't fucking matter. Like it literally doesn't matter. And it's hard to counteract that because I know why I believe it. And here's the thing. It can change at any point in time. I'm happy to like be open to a conversation. I'm happy to like understand that like it could change because we are all changing. Right. But I know why I believe what I believe. And it's not really hard for me to like 
waver on what I believe because I know why I believe it and I know what I stand for and I and honestly I know I'm a really fucking good person like I have faith I believe in God I I know that like 98% of the shit I do on a daily basis is because I'm a good person not because I'm like out to hurt someone or whatever Mm -hmm. like so I can go to bed knowing that and I think that that just makes it easier for me to be like I totally get it. And if I hurt someone, it's never an intent, but I don't think I do anything that actually maliciously hurts someone. I just think Mm -hmm. I know what I believe and I know why I believe it. And I can say whatever the fuck I want. And if you don't like it, guess what? You have the freedom not to listen to it and to, you know, do whatever it's freedom. It's beautiful. Exactly. Exactly. And so with that, like speaking out about politics, because you've talked about that as well. Was that like a conscious decision for you to kind of like, okay, I'm going to talk about politics sometimes here and there, or did you, were you ever worried that like there were, you could lose clients or anything like that? No, I think people who, most people know what I believe and they know why I believe it. And I actually, it's very, um, interesting. I have clients who are very, you know, uh, more left-sided than I am. You know, I am not like a hardcore raging, right. You know, like can't see anything either way, but I'm, I'm definitely more right-leaning than I am left-leaning. I'm very comfortable saying that. I know why I really liked Trump and I know why people don't, and that's okay, but I know why I did and why I didn't. But You know, I just think for myself, like it wasn't a statement, but I also think too, that like, if you don't stand for something, you stand for nothing. Mm. And like, that's obviously not my quote, but it's, it's true in my opinion. Like I am okay sharing my opinion because that's my opinion. And like, we're, we're living a free country as it stands at the moment. Do we? (laughs) Well, yeah. Like July 1st. Dwindling, (laughs) but you know, like at the moment, like I can say whatever I want to say and you don't have to like it and you don't have to agree with it, but like, I don't have a gun to your head. Like, I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like I never took a huge massive. I've never gone to like a rally or anything like that, but I've also too, like, I know why I believe what I believe and I know what I stand for. And I'm kind of more middle-ish and you know, what's interesting is I think, so many people in this country, I think are a lot closer than we actually believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I truly do believe if we all turned off our televisions for two weeks, turned off our social media, turned off the radio, you would find that like, we are all so fucking close. There is like, yep. 2% that are fucking crazy on each side, but overall, most of us agree in the middle. I uh, uh, completely agree with you on that. And the more you get out into the world and have conversations with people, especially people that you don't, don't completely agree with you, you realize that like, oh, we're both humans and we may not agree, but we can still respect each other. We can still have a conversation. And when we're so stuck in social media and people are so stuck in watching the news, like realizing that one social media algorithm is designed to show you shit that you want to keep looking at, whether it's stuff that's triggering you because you're staring at it all the time or stuff that you really like and agree with. And the news, the news is not here to like, like make us feel good, right? The news is here to get us keep watching the news and keep us divided. And I think that shit, I think like big tech, big media, all that, like they are more against us than, than we are ourselves, you know, like hundred percent, like human beings are probably actually don't like most human beings don't hate hate each other. You know, Mm -hmm. like most kids are born like loving each other for all of the reasons of all of the things, but yeah, right now we live in a world that is training us to like live in fear, live in hate. And it's just really sad. And, And I love the fact that I have clients who are like, so like, more so like they just were crying when Biden was elected. And then I have clients who were like, like literally still believe Trump is the president. Like it's both. And I actually think like, I'm actually really proud of myself that like I can actually, and the cool part about it is, is I actually believe that I actually stand for that because like my coach and I think completely different on a lot of ways, but we're actually so similar in so many ways as well. And I actually think that that like, that's a beautiful 
dichotomy that I think Mm. so many people are trying to avoid in the world. And so like, I'm just like, Hey, I know, like, I always say, like, I always know I'm going to make it right. I always know I can go to bed, you know, knowing who I am and what I stand for and what I believe. And that's, that just makes me confident because I know what I believe and I know what I stand for. I love that. I love that. So along these lines too, like with the media and social, like the social media fact-checking bullshit and all this kind of stuff, like we're seeing a lot of censorship and a major attack on free speech. Like what, what do you think about all that? You know what I always have said, and like, this is kind of like a weird situation. I always know I'm going to be successful. You can take away the internet tomorrow. You can take away social media tomorrow. I will Mm -hmm. figure it out. And I think like that gives me a sense of confidence as well. Like I'm always going to figure it out. I always know what I believe in. I always have faith. Like it, will it suck? Will I cry? Will I want to quit? Will all the things? Yes. Who doesn't? But at the same time too, like, I also know that like, I have such a strong belief in that. And I think that, yeah, it comes down to like the faith stuff. It comes down to my ability and myself. It comes down to who I am as a human being and, you know, like kind of like that grit in me. Um, so that's definitely like some superpowers that I think a lot of people would probably like to have. So am I, do I really care about censorship and stuff like that? I don't think it's right, but I also think that, you know, I, I preach freedom. So if, if they're allowed to do it, then I guess they're allowed to do it. And I'm allowed to do me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I like that uh, detachment that you have, you know, like the certain clear focused, intentional, and also detached, um, which, which is easier said than done. Are you a growing entrepreneur looking for more visibility? Do you want to stand out as the authority and expert that you are? Do you want more leads, more dream clients coming to you asking about how they can work with you? Do you want to sell out your programs and have a stacked wait list? Are you finally ready to scale your business and create more results with less effort? Then you need the PR Accelerator, a hybrid program where we will teach you or somebody on your team how to do your own public relations, how to secure more podcast interviews, more media features, more speaking gigs, more collaborations, and ultimately more authoritative visibility so that you can scale your influence, your impact, and your income with ease. To learn more, visit laurensalon.com slash PR dash accelerator. That's laurensalon.com slash PR dash accelerator. And I do want to point out, because I like, you know, one thing you said about me is like, I always try to be as raw as I can. There are some days that this is hard as shit. Like there are some (laughs) days that I'm like, this is so raw. What the fuck is happening? Like, I just want to take a day off and quit. But like, also too, like most of the time I'm in a pretty good space. Most of the time I feel this way. Most of the time I believe it's going to be okay. Sometimes I'm like, this is all just a load of shit. And what the fuck are we all doing? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I would love to dig in and talk a little bit more about your relationship and stuff like that, because from, and I've never obviously met your husband. And so all I know is like what you share and how, how you show up on social and stuff like that. But from the outside, like it does very much look like you guys have such a beautiful relationship. And it also looks like from stuff you shared that, yeah, there's sometimes when like, you guys have rough days and have gone through shit and stuff like that. And yeah, there's a lot of playfulness and all that kind of stuff. So I'd love to kind of hear with you, like what has been really effective in having such a strong relationship? Cause you said 17 years, 18 years that you've been together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's cool because I do say that like, you know, if someone were to come into my life, a lot of my clients have turned into friends, like not all of them, but a lot of them, they'll, you know, like they meet me, they know me, they, they hang out in my house, like, like things like that. And like they, a lot of them know my husband and, um, they're like, holy shit, it's this, it's the same thing online as offline. And I think that that is like such a testament. I'm very proud of that, that like most of my clients who like actually meet me is a human instead of just online. They're like, oh wait, you're the same person. I'm like, yeah, bitch, I am. Um, but <laughs> But our marriage is very similar. We 
I I'm thankful that like, once I kind of started this journey of like opening up my husband more online and you know, what's interesting is like when I was in my golf career and I didn't have the confidence that I now have, I hid my husband for a long time. It's never like in the golf industry. I said, Oh, I'm not married or anything like that. Everyone knew I was married, but like, he was never on social media. He never, I never put him a part of that because I tried to like, and I think this is like, quote unquote, like a tip even for business is like, I think not everyone has to be vulnerable with their life. Not everyone has to put everything on their, on their social media at all. Um, tons of people do, but like a, a don't, but I do. And I'm lucky that I have a husband who like literally understands it and like is fun with it and can understand. Mm-hmm. But I also do respect him. Like if, if there is a time where he's like, ah, don't do that. And he's kind of joking, I'll totally do it. But if he's like, do not put that on social media, a hundred percent, a hundred percent respect that. And like, I do show like 75% of our lives for sure, but like 25% of it, I really like, it's just us and it's just, we're normal. And, but I, you know, we have worked really hard on it. I think the key to our success is we have awesome communication because we've worked at that a hundred percent. But one thing that he points out all the time is two things. Actually, he points out unconditional love, like Mm. unconditional. There is absolutely no conditions. Like he's always been willing to figure it out. He's a lot less selfish than I am. I've always said that, like he is always willing to figure it out and he has that unconditional love, but something that I think is super helpful, especially when you've been together as long as we have is like, we truly honest to God, like spending time together. We have similar interests and we like to spend time together. Like Mm -hmm. if there's free time, we want to do similar things. Like we like doing the same things. And, you know, like perhaps a guy listening to this or whatever could say, well, oh, that's easy for you and your wife because you play golf and you like to gamble and you like to go to the horse races and all those things. It's like, yeah, true. But I also like am the first person to like I'm willing always, even though I don't really like it, I'm willing to jump in the car. And like, I literally, sometimes our days, he's a developer. And sometimes our days are just like driving or walking around, looking at building shit. You guys, I could give two fucks <laughs> about wood or whatever. Like I always make it I give two like, fucks about wood. Wood and like steel. hammers and steel and like <laughs> stuff. I'm like, oh, look, like it's a, such a joke. And I sometimes put it on social media. I'm like, oh my God, babe, there's wood. It's wood. Oh my God. <laughs> like, get it on. Look me. at that beautiful scaffolding. Yeah, exactly. And you know what he goes? He goes, that's, that's money. I was like, well, there you go. You're right. But at the same time, like, I'm willing to do those kind of things because he likes those kind of things. So, and he's willing to go for a walk and talk about gratitude, like, and listen to a podcast, you know, like we're both, we've learned to really know each other's needs. We've learned to know who each other are, how to respect one another. That's something that I think, you know, and you're even perhaps yourself, because you are a strong, independent female, he will tell you the thing that he fell in love with is the fact that I was a strong, independent female. He will tell you one of the things that like has been the hardest thing in our marriage is that I'm a strong, independent female. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's a both and yeah. right. <laughs> so like I really understanding that like I have to make him feel loved and respected and taken care of, you know, even like a man was created to take care of. And oftentimes when we, as women, like tell an, a man. And I did that for years because I was like, we're such a badge of honor that like, I can take care of myself. I don't need you. Well, when you have your husband hearing all the time that he, that you are not needed, that's like a literally a dagger to a man's yeah. heart. And so for me, just understanding sometimes that I got to like, <laughs> let him be the man. And I know that there's a lot of women who may not think that that's a positive thing, but like in our marriage, it needs to be. And Um, I'm so proud of that. Yes. And let me tell you, like the, even now, like in being single and dating and, you know, we talked about this before we started recording, like I absolutely want to get married again and all of that. And as a strong independent woman as well, who runs her own business and is used to being the freaking boss and CEO. And yes, over the years have very much strengthened my feminine energy in, in, the things that I do, not just my dating life, but like we operate a lot in the masculine and my default, as I'm sure for you too, used to be masculine, masculine, intense, 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 right? Like all that, like 
like masculine energy. And now like, I'm like, no, I want like a strong alpha leader, like type of a man that I can be like in my feminine with, and, and he can be the leader and the driver and like all that kind of stuff. And yes, it's like a give and take and a balance, but like, yeah, like I want to be able to surrender and let go and all of that. So I'm, I am aligned for sure. <laughs> what, one thing that you said that stuck out and, and very much hit home for me with my um, marriage with my ex-husband was talking about how you, like things were really taking off for you. And he kind of realized that like, oh, I'm going to get like left behind or she's going to outgrow me. Because I think in a lot of ways, that's, that definitely happened in my marriage as well. And thankfully, like, I think our, one of the gifts of our divorce was that it was a catalyst for my ex-husband to step into so much growth for himself. And, um, and so like, who knows, maybe that we got to go through that relationship together for, for that purpose for him and many others and all kinds of stuff for me. But anyway, were you feeling that? And did you try and get him to like, get into growth stuff too? Or did he kind of realize this? Cause I think, especially with a lot of female entrepreneurs, I feel like I hear this a lot from female oh, entrepreneurs. It's like, Oh, my, my partner doesn't get it. My partner doesn't support my business. My por- partner doesn't want to do any of this stuff. They da, 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 right. And then, and some, and we even have mentors who have gone through the same kinds of things too, where like the wife shit starts taking off and the husband's like, Oh crap. Like I gotta, I'm going to fall behind if I don't step up my game too. So I, I would love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's so true. That's like the number one question I get when I have female um, clients who are wanting to like do their own thing. How, or even when they're growing, you know, most people who end up hiring me are have already, you know, dove into some self-development and when they're growing, they're like, how did you get Nathan on board? And we've done a podcast on this together because I like, it's the number one question we get all the time. And he said a couple of good things. Number one, I have never in my life forced him to do anything, even us getting married. So we've been together 18 years, but we've only been married 10 because even getting married, it was something that like, I never one day asked, not one day did I ask. I'm like, you know, like all the things I've never forced him to do anything. Mm. Um, you know, I think with the self-development stuff, it was like, he was supportive of me, but I do believe like he had probably the same experience that a lot of people have. It's like, I was in such a mess for such a long time that he's like, fuck, do whatever you want to do. Like, just figure out how you can be happy. Like, and I'm so thankful that that was him, but he was like, just do whatever you want to do. And he supported me a hundred percent, but like, he will be the first to admit he's like, literally, I thought you were going to do this thing or read this book or hire this coach or go to this mastermind. Like, yeah, whatever, like I'll support you. I don't know if it was really going to work because everything that we had done prior to that wasn't really working, but I needed to get to my own, like, this is the thing and I'm going to fucking do it. And so I always say like, number one, the only thing I truly believe that a person can do is do their own thing. Like literally take care of yourself, improve yourself. And when you do that, you know, sometimes it turns out perhaps the way that things went for you and your husband, but, or it turns out where the other partner goes, fuck, I need to step up. I need to do this thing. I never forced him to read a book. I never forced him to read a podcast. I made suggestions. I definitely said, this is a thing that I'm doing, you know, like listen to this or, Hey, would you care if we listen to this? Even with therapy, he, he was willing to go once he said, I'll go once. And I was lucky that he went twice and then he kept going, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. it was like, he was open to it, but I never forced him to do anything, but I knew I needed to do the things. And when I was making a change, when he could see a thing in me, he could see progress in me. It was like, almost like that moment where he was like, huh, there's a thing to this. Like, maybe I should get on board. And he did say like, he's been very open and honest and said, you know, it was laziness if I didn't. And he said, I, I could either be lazy and stay the same and perhaps lose you, or I could pull up my big boy pants and figure out, you know, how to keep going and growing. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love that so much. Yeah. I mean, I think like shit marriage is not easy. Like even amazing marriages, like they take so a lot of, a lot of work and a lot of intention. And, um, yeah, so I, I like even the little glimpse that I see of yours, like it's, I, I admire it for sure. And I know that it doesn't, it's not just like, Oh, we just wake up and every day is, is like this. No, so, God, yeah. no. We still have hard conversations right now. I think communication is key. Like we just had a hard conversation like three days ago where I like, I know my love language. Uh, he knows my love language. Now I know his, <laughs> like, I mean, we know our Enneagrams, all those bullshit things that boys are like, what are you talking about? He yeah. knows because he knows he'll tell you. He's like, the one thing that she wants is to spend time with me, but I'd rather go buy her something. But I know that that will <laughs> make her happy. So sometimes I got to go to lunch when I don't think I can fit it in. And I'm like, that's exactly it. Yes. I don't yeah. ask for much, but, but he'll tell you, I asked for the hardest thing that it, there is for him to give me, which is time. But he knows that like that'll have the biggest impact. It will a hundred (laughs) percent. I love it. I love it. Okay. So actually what, what Enneagram are you? I feel like you're an eight or a three. Bingo. Yep. Three, eight. Takes one to no one. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Eight, seven. Eight, seven. Yeah. Eight, seven. I'm a three, three, apparently three, two, but I always just say three, eight. I know it's not allowed to be a three wing eight. They got to be beside each other. I know. Well, mine were, yeah, mine were eight, seven, three. So eight and seven are a wing and three. Cause I always was like, am I an eight or a three, eight or a three? They're always real close, real close. Three. Um, And and he's a one. Okay. Which I don't know one super well. I don't know know all the others. I know mine. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) um very I love all that kind of stuff so much um so what for you yes what um what are some of your like daily habits and practices that help keep you grounded help keep you focused like help keep you in a good like help keep you in peak state yeah very simple like it's people think it's like a lot it's really not it's a small things done over and over and over and over and over and over and over um prayer gratitude uh, quiet time for me. I'm definitely, even though I'm so extroverted, I recharge introverted, um, you know, some sort of movement walks, all the things. And then like time, time with my husband or just time to, you know, do things that bring me joy. But Mm -hmm. I, I think that the main things that like, if you just do it over and over and over again, and I know everyone wants these like massive, super big things that are going to change your life, but they do like, having like a solid routine of like prayer or gratitude, like even gratitude, you don't even believe in anything for gratitude for me, hundred percent. Like I need to clear my head. I need to like move my body. I need to change my energy. I, I, I sleep. I'm a good sleeper, which is good. Even though I wake up at the ass crack of dawn, I go to bed at <laughs> nine o'clock. <laughs> nice. I know you guys, before we hit record, she's like, Oh, I had my first client call this morning at 6am. I'm like, Oh God. I know I'm like, that client. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that people love that. Like my people are like morning people for some reason. Mind you, I do have to fit in a few calls at like five o'clock during the week. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm about to put on my pajamas. What do you mean you want a 6 p.m. call? <laughs> yeah. You're like video is off for this. Exactly. Time. None of that. None of that. <sighs> okay, let's let's shift a little bit um into some spiciness of just the like. So you're in Arkansas. How yeah. have how have you guys been this past year? Like relatively open. Like how has it been? I've I feel like uh, so I'm originally from Canada, and um, I Holy feel shit, like I our, forgot that. I yeah, forgot that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oof, thank God I'm not. I don't yeah. live there anymore. Um, but anyway, Arkansas I feel like is this beautiful spot in the middle of America where things don't really change a ton. So like even during the 2008 when like the the world collapsed. Crash, we didn't yeah. really collapse. Like when COVID was here, yeah, it was a thing, but like, not like God, like where you lived in LA or anything like that. So yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I am so freaking grateful for where I live. It's beautiful. It's hot. It's cheap. And you know, it's small town. I love what, it. How'd you guys end up there? Nathan's from here. I went to college here. So that's how I got to Arkansas. I played college golf here. Okay. Awesome. And so you were talking before we hit record that you haven't worn a mask anywhere except (laughs) airplane travel, which I'm like, yes, 
and yeah, for anyone listening, who's like, just got triggered, fucking deal with it. Um, yeah. and which, yeah. And I, I was saying like, okay, yeah, I, I live in Los Angeles and the energy is fucking dense. I hell no, I will never wear a mask outside anything like that. And like in the beginning I was like, I'm going to not wear them into stores. And I didn't, but then I'm like, okay, every day I go out into the house to do out of the house to do something. I am like preparing for a, a like intense confrontation then, you know? And so for me, I was like, you know what? So I will say that I've never had one intense conversation. Not one. I didn't have an intense conversation because I just respect other people and people respected me. And when someone asked me to leave, I left. Yeah. And it honestly, it didn't happen very often. And people always ask me like, you know, wasn't there a sign on the door? I'm like, yeah, but you know what? Until someone asked me to leave because I believe in freedom. I believe in um, that business owner. They get to choose what they do. And if they mm-hmm. asked me to leave hundred percent, I respected it. Yeah. Um, for me, it was, it was a decision based on freedom. That's where it came down to. It, it, it really, truly did. I, you know, there, I, I believe there's a lot behind it. And I, I did have a woman do a discovery call with me one time during this. And she said, there's no way that I could work with you. Um, you're, uh, and she loved me until she found that out. And I believe it was a universe thing that she even said that because I don't tell people that it's just how I live my life. Like I'm not yes. telling anyone to do her thing. And it was interesting. Cause she said, I cannot believe that you would do something like that. You're harming the rest of the world, you're selfish. And she wrote this in an email and I wrote her back and I said, you know what? I absolutely 100% hope that you find the perfect coach for you because I know that you need someone great. And I know that I'm not that person for you. And I just wish you absolute the best. And that's the way I felt about the whole entire thing. I, I, I mean, I remember who, um, I remember who treated me poorly throughout this whole thing. And I remember yep. those who didn't. And, yep. you know, it's, it just comes down to a, a, a pure freedom thing for me. And I, not one day, do I care what you do? Um, it was just about, it was just about that to me. And I felt yeah. passionate about it. So I did yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I know I've, I, we were talking before. I'm so curious to see what it's going to be like when I go back to Los Angeles okay. after yeah. this month in Florida, because LA quote unquote reopened. And now they're like scaring everyone with some variant bullshit and stuff. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. What do you think actually, what do you see happening in maybe not the world, but like in the United States, at least the, the next few months, like, how do you see things going? Like, I think July we're in for like, a honestly, this past year, it's like every day there's a new wild event of some sort. And I think July is going to be a bit bonkers. Like, what do you, what do you see ahead of us kind of collectively? You know what? I'm honestly, I try not to even think like that. I don't really know. I know that I will be able to handle whatever is thrown my way. The one sad thing throughout this whole thing is I just haven't been able to see my family for over 20 months. Mm. Um, you know, Canada, Canada? yeah. Yeah. And Canada has some very, very scary rules. Um, but besides that, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I try to stay in my own bubble. I try not to worry about it. I try to, I, I just always come back to, I come back to my faith. I come back to like, I just know that God's got this handled and if it doesn't, we're all going to die anyway. And I know where I'm going. So it works out well. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And if not, whatever, whatever, I know where I'm going. It's all fine. Oh, I love that. Um, did you, okay. This is like super random, but did you guys, or did you like, did you have any like funny impulse, like COVID impulse buys, for example, like during the great rush on toilet paper of 2020, I bought a bidet and now I'm obsessed with it. I bought a bidet. I was like, fuck all this shit. You guys like getting all the toilet paper at Costco and every other store. Like I'm going to, I'm going to solve this problem and never use that much toilet paper ever again. So I'm buying a bidet and I am obsessed with my bidet. Like anytime I go anywhere else, I'm like, I am slumming it with this toilet. (laughs) So like, did you get, did she do any random shit like that? That is hilarious. Oh my gosh. What did we buy? We bought roller blades to be outside. Yes. Yes. We bought roller blades. We honestly though, like we were kind of like 
literally just kind of pretended like it didn't exist in yeah. a lot of regards because we traveled all the time. My husband had a development going in a different state. So we went back and forth there for every six weeks. We went to Mexico. Oh my God. Back in the day, like this time, this exact week last year, we were in Mexico and people were like, thought we were like lost our friggin' minds. Do you know what is lost their minds? The fact that people are now paying like 600 times that to like last year we flew to Mexico business class round trip 800 bucks a person the resort was like a thousand bucks for like four nights I just looked into the exact same place with the exact same flights with the exact same trip it's like coming into like twelve thousand dollars holy hell it is insanity how expensive it is right now and people thought I was crazy I'm like no y'all be crazy now with all the yeah oh I traveled a ton in 2020 I'm like yeah we traveled shutting down the world shutting down LA fine I'm gonna get the fuck out of here exactly (laughs) yeah no so I mean there really wasn't I can't think of anything that we bought um besides the rollerblades to do that no yeah yeah yeah. rollerblading was was very very hot in 2020 I like it um so to to start to like wrap us up and everything like that what is what's something right now like in in your life that you're super excited about like whether it's something you're creating right now or stepping into like what are you just like fucking super stoked about Oh gosh. You know what? I think it's like this weird thing that I just really like my life. And so I'm kind of really excited about life in general, but you know, it's summer. I love heat. Like I am like 120 degrees and better. Like I just love the heat. So wow. Yeah. Oh no. I love it. Like I absolutely love it. It was 102 when we were playing yesterday and everyone was like, it's so hot. I was like, you guys, I'm not even sweating. What's going on? <laughs> I love the heat. So I'm, I'm playing golf right now, but in my business, the thing that I'm really excited about is called the decide it's your turn network. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, just yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just a network community of amazing humans who I get to serve on like a level in which that like not most people can work with me, um, at that price point, it's like a hundred bucks a month and mm-hmm. they get live access to me and, and a network of my amazing humans who I'm super excited about. So besides that, that's pretty much what we're doing in the business. I'm pretty much sold out all the other ways. So, um, just the network. Amazing. Yeah. And, and coming off of that, then like, how, how do people, well, if that's really like the only way people get to work with you right now, you booked out with one-on-one. Right now, yeah. My, ma- my masterminds are full. Um, there are, we only launch those a couple times a year and they're, they're done. They're, they're done until next year. So right now, and my one-on-one, yeah, definitely has a waiting list and I'm super excited about that, but yeah, my network community is a way in which for you to kind of experience me live and then connect with other like-minded humans who want to, you know, grow their confidence, grow their business and grow their connections. You know, I told you in the beginning, you asked me, what's my superpower and that's human connection. And that's what this network group is about. And then, you know, once you're in there, it's a lot easier for you to, you know, be able to work with me one-on-one or be a part of my mm-hmm. mastermind programs and all the things. But besides that, you know, I have my podcast, the decide it's your turn podcast, which I love getting to do. It's yes. been fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And funny enough, you had our mutual friend Bobby Sauce on yes! recently, which no was, it was so Bobby. Fun. Yeah. We recorded an episode last week. I'm hanging out with him at, when we're done recording Shut today. Shut up. Oh my he God. Was, Tell he was here. Hi. I will. I will. Oh my God. That's yeah, so cool. Small world. I love it. And the beauty of social media too, right? Yes. You can connect with so many people. Um, okay. So this has been so fun. I feel like I could talk to you about like all, all the things, um, more and more, obviously people know how to find you be Christina on Instagram. The only way to work with her right now is in her private community. And as you know, and as everyone listening knows, this show is about really like owning your truth, using your voice and standing out like boldly, authentically out in the world and like making a difference with your unique gifts, which is something I think you completely embody. And for people who are looking to stand out more boldly, like live more unapologetically, what is something like one key piece of advice, whether it's like an action item, a question to ask themselves, like something to think about, whatever, like that you would give people looking to step more into this type of zone, like their bold, unapologetic, authentic lives. You know, I just think it's super easy. Like once you realize that you were created for a purpose, like it is your responsibility to mm. live boldly in that like responsibility, end of story. Oh, yes. It. 
Yes. Yeah. Wait, follow up to that. Uh-oh. Follow yeah. up to the final question. How how do you guide people in finding their purpose? If someone's like, okay, cool, I got that, but what the fuck is my purpose? Like, where would somebody start? Yeah, I think there's three ways to kind of help you find your purpose. The first thing I always say to people is like, what gets you as excited as Lauren and I? Like, we are literally like veins propping out of our neck, voices good and really <laughs> high, like really excited. Like, what makes you excited? What could you talk about all damn day long? You know, what, like, what do people come to you for? Like, what is the thing that people come to you for? Like, what do they ask you questions about, you know? And then also too, what injustice do you see in the world? So like, what difference do you want to make? You know, I hate seeing people who aren't standing in their purpose, people who aren't confident in themselves. Like those three things I think will lead you down to the next breadcrumb. And if you keep following each of those, you'll figure it out. I think oftentimes you know, I could go on and on about this, but I think oftentimes people get confused with like how they're going to monetize it or like, what are other people going to think or all the things, but like, you know, I've used this example a thousand and ten times, but if you love baking cupcakes, then bake the cupcakes. And then if that is meant to be, you know, a job of some kind, the breadcrumbs will present themselves, but you have to start by doing the thing that you actually love, the thing that you're good at, the thing that brings you joy. And then the next crumb will present itself. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. What lights you up? Exactly. That's your homework. Everyone listening in what the fuck lights you up and then chase after it, do it. Christina, this was so much fun. Thank you so Thank much you for, for you are welcome. And I'm sure, I'm sure you'll be back at some point on the show. Absolutely. Um, thank you for sharing your story, your wisdom, being raw, real, all the things, which I wouldn't have spe- expected anything less than that. And yeah, I know everybody is going to fucking love this episode. So thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Thanks lady. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice and keep being you because the world needs more of your magic.